Shut up and sit down. terrible mood in case the title of my show didn't give that away and also the serious i don't know actually how you say your name if you're even listening but fascist ass weasel is now my favorite cuss word insult slash thing i'm just gonna put that out there um fascist ass weasel that's just it's fucking fantastic she put it up on um facebook a few minutes ago anyways um i'm sick I <laughs> have my first cold of the season. It's fantastic. And I fell today. I didn't break anything, um, which is unusual. Not the falling part because I fall a lot because I'm a clumsy bitch. But um, I actually uh, fell and um, didn't break anything, which is the part that's rare. Because the last two or three times I've had a really big, kind of stupid fall, I've broken a foot, sprained an ankle, sprained a wrist, broke my pinky finger, which would be terrible. It would be terrible to break your fingers during nano. Wouldn't that be horrible? Anyway, I did chip a nail. It was pretty ugly. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It's terrible. Anyways, so, I'm just in a shitty mood. I went grocery shopping, and they're rearranging my fucking grocery store again. This is the third time in a year that they've rearranged the fucking grocery store, and it makes me so mad. I have my grocery list set up by section, and then they move all my shit around, and I have to redo my grocery list, and this is going to be the third goddamn time I've had to do it this year. It's inappropriate. No store needs to move their shit around this much. It's ridiculous. I hate it. I hate it. I would get a new store, but I have to redo my fucking list anyway, so it's just like, <sighs> it's really annoying. It's just, it's really annoying. So, in other news, I, um, Stopped by the cafe today, and I walked in and ordered my coffee on the way to the bathroom because I had to pee. And I come back out, and my coffee is not on the counter waiting for me. And there is a new person at the counter. And I looked at her, and I said, where's my coffee? Oh, she said, well, you didn't pay. I said, where's my coffee? (laughs) And around this time, the manager comes out of the kitchen, and he says, where's your coffee? I said, that's what I'm asking. Where's my coffee? I was supposed to get coffee for free, right? And he was like, oh. And he introduced me to the new girl and said, "Um, you know, she gets uh, free coffee for the rest of the year because she helped me out with something. And I'm like, yeah. Where's my coffee? 
terrible. It was terrible. So um, <clears throat> I got my coffee, and um, but it was just like it was. I don't know. It was like I had that Johnny Depp moment, you know, like when in Pirates of the Caribbean, and he's like, "Where'd all the rum go?" That's how I felt. Where's my coffee? <laughs> it just didn't make sense that it wasn't there when I came out. I even washed my hands. There was no bad karma to be had in this moment, and yet there was no coffee. My coffee was not there. She apologized, but it didn't make it feel. I don't, I don't feel any better about it. Even now, hours later, I still feel pretty bad about it. You know, I just I, my my coffee wasn't in the spot where it was supposed to be. And with someone who has my level of um. OCD, when something doesn't happen the way it always happens, um, it throws me off. And and I don't know how to deal with it. And I couldn't even sit, I couldn't even sit and write. Because I was going to sit there for about an hour and just kind of get some writing in. And I couldn't do it. I was so, um, she threw me off my game so much. And it wasn't her fault. I mean, obviously she didn't, she didn't realize that I, you know, had, um, Spent four hours berating customers and got rewarded for it by um, free coffee for the rest of the year. <coughs> uh, but it, but it just, it just totally threw me off, and I couldn't even stay and write. Um, I just, I, I picked up my cup when she finally put it on the counter, and I said, "I'm gonna go." And he said, "Are you okay?" I said, "No, not really. I mean, it's not her fault. I'm just, I just, I can't stay because." Um, I didn't. It just didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen, and, and now I can't stay. And he says, "You freak." <laughs> and he meant it with great affection, so I took it with great affection, in which he meant it. Shot him the finger on my way out the door, because that's that's the way I roll. I could hear him laughing all the way down the fucking block. Anyways, <clears throat> it was just I don't know. It was just terrible. It was terrible. Um, so and then. I take my coffee to the grocery store, and I'll be damned if they're not rearranging the fucking store while I'm in there. They had clerks and push carts and shit, and they were, like, rearranging shit right in front of me. It was, like, insult to injury, because not only are they rearranging shit, it's going to fuck up my list, they're doing it in front of me. It's like salt in an open wound. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I get all my shopping done. I get all the way out to the car. Um, There are no off hours in a 24-hour grocery store, Ashera. Ashera asked in the chat room if there were not in the off hours. Um, uh, My grocery store that I go to is open 24, so there are no off hours. And I imagine it sucks for the third shift having to move stuff and restock at the same time. So they were doing it early in the morning on a weekday, which um, would be fine because there weren't that many people in there because most everybody was at work. So, But I was in there, annoyed, meeting a bunch of old people, retired people in there, being annoyed. We all conjugated in the um Conjugated? Is that right? In the um, Starbucks area, and um, bitched about it. And no, I didn't get any Starbucks. I already had real coffee. Anyways, 
on my nano, on the subject of my conjugated, thank you, Con- congregated, congregated. That's where we congregated. Thank you. I'm sick. You have to give. You have to forgive me. I'm also southern, so being sick in southern means I'm going to use the wrong word. Because when I get sick, I regress back to my childhood when I was taught um, <laughs> terrible, no good, bad things about language. <laughs> I do. I actually do know what conjugated means. Um, but when I was little, people around me used conjugated for for the way I used it. And what was worse is that when I um, started writing, I had this habit of saying drug instead of dragged. So he didn't, you know, he wasn't dragged into the room. He was drug into the room. And cause that's, that's very Southern. It's a very Southern thing to say. And um, I had to break myself from, from using that word inappropriately, um, drug, and using the word dragged correctly. And even now, even today, dragged looks wrong and weird to me. And it's because of um, just being Southern and how I was you know, what I was exposed to when I was developing my language skills. It's just terrible. It's really terrible. And you'll find a lot of Southern writers make that mistake, that drug-drag thing. I see it when when I see other writers doing it. It's like, oh, yeah, you're from the South, because that's something that Southern people do. Um, And uh, it's just, you know, yeah. So yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> All head up, something <laughs> things that pop into the works. You know, it's just, you know, it's just the things that you know pop into your head. And so, um, I think one of my uncles used the word conjugate wrong, and so. Uh, he still does, by the way. And all of my cousins, we had a lot of exposure to this man, and we all use it when you know. And I went through a period of time where I kind of purged myself of all of um, these language quirks. And as a writer, you you just can't really afford to keep them. But when you get tired or you're sick or your head hurts, you just kind of, you know, revert back to um, basics and you don't think about the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> Anyways, um, so, yeah. I am at 12,679 words from my nano. I won't be posting until I finish the next chapter because I'm posting in chapter format this time instead of um, just as I finish. So um, I'm going to have 12 chapters, and they're each going to be around 4,100 words long. That's my goal. That's how I structured my nano when I plotted it, and that's what I intend to post. That's right. Anyways... Um, <laughs> I got no control over what happens to blog talk, so if you get fucked over, you end up listening to something you don't mean to listen to, it's, I got, I can't help out with that. Um, Azor says in the chat room that she got the sound dropped and then she got switched over to the HP Steampunk podcast and I share a, uh, if I'm saying that right, um, 
asked what the HP, uh, HP steampunk was. Well, a couple weeks ago, me and Lady Holder sat down and um, had a conversation about what would happen in a Harry Potter steampunk AU. And so we brainstormed an AU, and I took a lot of notes, and um, the chances of my writing it increase almost daily. I have to tell you that it's probably going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm very um, entertained and enthralled by the idea, and so it's going to happen. And um, this isn't as bitchy as I thought it was going to be, because I'm actually in a really shitty mood. You would not know, or you might know, because you might have noticed my poetry on Rough Trade today. Here's the thing. I have edited or outright deleted between 20 and 40 comments. Um, most edited, some deleted, on Rough Trade, and it's just day seven. It's day seven. I don't appreciate this, people. I think it's um, too much to ask for people just to do what the fuck I say. And I got an email, apparently, um, one of the visitors on my on the rough trade doesn't like the fact that every time they move to a different page, that point pops right back up. It is going to for the next 48 hours. For the next 48 hours, every single page you visit on rough trade, that pop-up is going to pop right there in your face because I'm tired of being ignored. I'm tired of you not paying attention to me. So it's going to pop up every goddamn page for the next 48 hours. And then on Sunday, I might move it to a cookie situation, or I might not. I might leave it up the rest of the fucking month, because that's how annoying it is. That's how annoyed I am with you. So if I'm that annoyed, I don't see why you shouldn't be irritated too. So now you know how it feels to be continuously bombarded with a dumbass thing. So I'm not saying I don't know how annoying that shit is because I was over at Rough Trade earlier today. I was flipping around and I got hit with it ten different times. I realize it's annoying. I don't care. I don't care if you find it annoying. It's going to keep happening. Because I am annoyed with you. Not you personally, anybody in the chat room in particular. I'm just annoyed. I find the inability for people to follow instructions really fucking irritating. So if you're going to irritate me, I'm going to irritate you back. I might change the poem tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe I'll do a haiku. I I never was particularly good at haiku in, in school. I, I I I didn't quite get it. I could do an ode, yeah, right up there with like, it could be really long. You know, I could cite Beowulf. I don't know. But I don't know what's going to happen. But it's going to keep doing it for the next 48 hours. Don't give a shit if you don't like it. Because I'll tell you this. <clears throat> it's my site. I can do what I want with it. I could, you know, it reminds me, um, a few months ago, <clears throat> someone messaged me um, through the Rough Trade contact and <clears throat> actually wanted me to change the picture in Rough Trade to something more work-friendly. Here's the thing. He's not naked. He's not. 
He's not naked. So I don't understand um, what the fuck your problem is on this particular issue. But more than that, I don't know how to tell you this without being rude. I'm just going to say it. There is a lot of porn on com, And Rough Trade is hosted on com. So here's what happens when you're at work. Especially if you work with a company that has a network. Every page you visit on your work computer goes through a work server. That means if you work for a fairly large company that has an IT department, there's a guy down in IT that knows you like to read gay porn at work. Keep that shit in mind. Um, You might not care. You may care. I don't know. But just keep it in mind. And no, I'm not going to make my site more work-friendly. Not Kira and not Rough Trade. I'm not going to, because that would require me to remove all the cocks. And I happen to like cock. That's a good point. Azura says she doesn't have a network and she clears out the memory of her computer before she leaves work every day. And you should do that if you're at work on a work computer. You should clean out your Internet browsing history every day before you leave. But if you're on a network... Cleaning off your browser history on your computer isn't going to clean off the browsing history that the server is archiving on the work server network. Just keep that in mind. Private browsing does not help. Um, nothing. The thing is, is you can control what happens on your computer. You cannot control what happens on the network around your computer. And since all of the data coming into your computer from the Internet goes through a server before it ever hits your computer or it ever hits your browser, even if you're browsing privately, the IT guy is going to see everything. Right now, if you're sitting at home on your home computer and you're fucking around, There's an IT guy at your ISP that could tell the FBI every single fucking thing you're doing right now. You don't have privacy on the Internet. And if you think you do, you're a little crazy. A little bit. A little bit crazy. Okay? So if you like to look at fetish porn... I don't recommend you do that at work. Now, and you know, because here's the thing: because I was reading an article today about people who had been fired because they were outed as being part of the BDSM lifestyle or being kinky um, sexually, and they were actually fired from their jobs for what happens in their private life because they had kinky stuff going on in BDSM. Um, <clears throat> Um, well, Shara uh, asked, why would you do that at work in the first place? Well, anybody who's ever visited my site at work has exposed their network server to fetish porn because ties that bind is BDSM and it's fetish. And whether you click on it or not, 
what happens when you hit a website on a server? The, the server will pull the content for that website, not just the page you're looking at, but the entire website for faster delivery. That's what happens on a network. <coughs> so even if you don't read ties that bind at work, say you log in and you read my Harry Potter, because, you know, butt sex is so much better than BDSM butt sex, um, it doesn't matter because your work computer, the work server is still going to hit the BDSM fetish crap it's on my stuff my stuff is on my site i'm not calling my own stuff crap i'm just saying it's going to hit it so um don't be surprised if you know if you get a call from hr and um uh they want to know why you're visiting a fetish porn site and you're thinking i don't visit a fetish porn site i only go to, yeah you only go to kira's site well kira's got fetish porn on her website because fetish is because you know anything BDSM dominance submission um, sadomasochism. You know here's the thing about the ties that bind. When you're reading it and you get immersed in it, you don't realize how kinky it is and how extreme the fetish is in ties that bind. But if you give yourself a little perspective and you clean your palate and you go into it cold, it, it is some kinky, kinky, kinky shit. Okay, so keep that in mind when you're when you're at work. That you probably, if you're on a network and there's an IT department, you really, really do not need to go to my website um, on a work computer or on a work connection. Even if you're on your own tablet or your own smartphone or, or whatever, and, if, and you're connected to the work's Wi-Fi, you're using their network you're using their server, it would pop up as um, you looking at fetish on their network, even if it's on your own phone, if you're using their Wi-Fi to connect to the Internet. So just, you know, <clears throat> it's it's just, you know, yeah. Um, it It really is. It, it it really t- um, ties the bind is is, is really it, it sometimes when I'm if I haven't read it in a while and I go into it I go oh my god what what was I thinking oh my god what is that oh shit well and then you know it's because sometimes you forget what you write you know like I read um, I read uh, the part where. Um, The the last exhibition or the first exhibition on Atlantis where um John um jerks off with Rodney's blood on his hand and I read that and I thought, Oh my god, oh my god, Kara, you kinky horrible oh my god. You know, sometimes like I knew I wrote it. I knew I wrote it. I didn't forget that I wrote that part. I'm just saying that coming into it cold because I just picked up that part to read. I didn't actually read the rest of the series. So I came into it after a year of of not having red ties that bind and um it was it was quite startling. It was 
quite startling. Um, and uh, sometimes when people come to my site and they're new, I, I tell them, you know, read what might have been first. <laughs> Just a better idea, and the worst part is that what and what might have been, John's just a half a step left from sociopath, and I still recommend that one before I do ties that bind. And like I said, when you're in it, when you're immersed in the series and you're reading it, you don't really realize how graphic it is. And um, yeah. So you know, and like when when it comes to um. Like my Harry Potter, I I recommend the Birth of the Serpent King over um, the War Mages, um, that old Black Magic, because the Birth of the Serpent King is is, is so much more hopeful than um, that old Black Magic, and so I recommend it first to kind of you know kind of break them break them in. Um, being a sociopath does not mean you're insane, Rowan. Ha, I said it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Insanity and sociopath. You can be a sociopath and be perfectly sane. Um, now, you can't be a psychopath and be perfectly sane. That's a different matter altogether. Um, sanity is relative. But regardless, yeah, John and in, in what might what might have been is um, a borderline sociopath. He's um, what is a non-practicing sociopath? What does that even mean? Uh, so does a non-practicing sociopath um, fake empathy? <laughs> Well, that's not. See, no, that's not what non-practicing should mean. Um, <laughs> that's not how that works. I'll put that out there for you. That, that, that's not how that works. Um, what you mean to say is that you're a non-practicing serial killer. Because <laughs> not every sociopath is a serial killer, and not every serial killer is a sociopath. Keep that in mind. Um, sociopaths have a wide range, and um, it, it's an iffy diagnosis, really, honestly. Um, but that's not the point. Okay, um, I have no idea. This is like, I should be calling this um, rambling bitch because I'm not actually, the thing is, I'm in such a foul mood, and I have no idea. <coughs> sorry, sorry. Oh god, that's painful. Um Hello. Older, hello. Hello. So let me just put in my two cents on, on parts of this. Um I'm not gonna touch the sociopath thing because I don't have the background to be able to um handle that um part of the reason i think you're so flamingly pissed about the crap that we've been getting on rough trade is i leave 
the ones that I find iffy, the, the comments that I find iffy, for her to read and double-check me because I read through them very quickly and only when I'm unsure will I leave something. I've edited some stuff. I haven't deleted anybody's comments yet, but I have edited some stuff, okay? Um, if it sounds like you're demanding something, if it sounds like you're asking a question about plot or what happens next, don't ask them. Just be enthusiastic, be nice, be wonderful. If you can't do that, hit the like button. That's it. All right? It's just, it's just easier on everybody if you do that. Okay. Um, on a good note, I was in chat last night, and this actually was this. I went through the whole day with a smile on my face because of this. I got a note from Jace Blue, who is possibly on this, probably going to listen to it later. And she basically told me in chat and in this this note, that the reason she's here in 2014 is that she found fandom and she found my stories. And she stuck around. She had a very bad year. And she found me, she found you, Kira, she found fandom. But... Reading that, reading that, you know, it's, I was never expecting to, to, you know, my stories to to help save somebody. I wasn't writing it for that. But to know that I did that, that's just, that's phenomenal. That's the best feeling ever. And so it's wonderful. So that was my good news for the day. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't hit the like button and you don't want to sign up for a WordPress, write a comment, put like, <laughs> put a smile on it, you know. Put I love nice you. On it. I, I love, love you on it. Or you put, have your have baby. Yes, have just, some just don't, just don't be an asshole. I'm just yes, for real. So, as, as as you had Nico tell. Tell Maddie, assholes are useful things, and you know every part of the body is pleasurable. Don't be a bitch. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> it reminds me of a joke. It reminds me of a joke. My um, my okay. my grandpa used to tell. It's a terrible joke. I'm gonna tell you. Um, <clears throat> oh, hey, I'm all for him. The asshole, the brain, and the stomach got together. And the heart says, I should be in charge. If I don't do my job, nobody gets to do their job. Mm-hmm. And the brain says, I should be in charge because if I'm not working properly, nobody gets to do their job. And the stomach says, well, I should be in charge because if he doesn't eat, then the brain and the heart will die. And the asshole said, no, I'm in charge. And they're all like, no, that's not. And he goes, no, really. I'm in charge. You don't want to know what will happen if I stop working. (laughs) Not so much, no. Yeah, my grandpa told that joke for 30 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's there's she there's also told my dad really terrible, terrible, no good, bad, um, sexist, just disgusting jokes. But that's you know he was a man of his time. Uh, but interestingly enough, about rough trade, we pushed over five hundred thousand words today in the word count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're actually. We're we're around five sixty, five seventy, because I have to subtract the, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we're 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 over half a million words. That's so cool. I'm at um, ten thousand one hundred thirty nine. And we're on day seven. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I'm at ten thousand one hundred thirty nine. So everybody's so. doing super well, super super well. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yes, phenomenal. Okay, so you've been talking for a half hour. You you've have have you calmed down at all or do you want to keep going on stuff? I'm just I'm I'm real bitchy. If the thing is if I stop bitching I'm gonna go to sleep. So, you know, if 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 you want me to stay here the whole two hours you need to let me bitch about something. That's just the way well, I thought to be. Can, or we can go and, and do some, some, you know, um really bitchy, you know world building. Oh, no, no, because it don't have to change oh, okay. the title of my fucking show. I'm just saying. This is true. I don't want to have to edit shit. And then what would I call it? Although I still need to rename my my other show because my cousin said I should rename it. Um, you can't lick a prostate. Which is true. It is very, very true. You cannot lick yes, someone's it. prostate. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was, not even Gene um, Simmons. Uh, I uh, I made the mistake. Uh huh. I made the mistake of um uh a <sighs> this right this local writers group that um I haphazardly belong to. Uh, they're in they're in nano just like we are and mm-hmm. um i uh i made the mistake of agreeing to review somebody's nano oh. if they finished I'm it i'm sorry yeah and um i don't know what i was thinking i you know you ever you ever you ever make a mistake <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I made oh, a mistake yeah. <clears throat> because now this woman has called me every day of Nano to report on her progress. Oh, bugger. Yeah, I can look forward to thirty phone calls. It's just um, really. Yeah, I don't. And the thing is, is is what's worse is that um she lied to me about what it was about because she told me it was a romance, but um the the, the leader of the group informed me that she's actually a high fantasy writer. Now, I'm going to confess uh-huh. something to you. I hate high fantasy. Are we talking Lord of the Rings high fantasy? Yes. Oh. My red pen itches. By the way, I hate it. As a complete, as a complete and utter aside, because I I saw something years ago, 
in person, I decided to look on the Internet, which is always the worst thing for me to do. But I found a waterproof vibration tongue sex toy vibrates with six speeds. No. Yes. No. Yes, it did. Yes. No. I refuse to hear anything more about it. (laughs) No. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The summer of my 13th year, that was a long oh, time Oh, really? Um, my cousin sent me a box of books. Oh, God. And I was stuck with these books. And they were the only books I had. And I was stuck with them for the whole summer. And it was a whole fucking box full of Dungeons and Dragons. You know oh, that series? Oh, God. Yes, and it was all I fantasy. had. It was all that's I not had. High fantasy, that's low fantasy. It's all the same to me. Uh-huh. It is. That's why I've never read. I've only ever read one Dragon of Pern novel, mm-hmm. and that was the first one. I can't. I. I, I just. I. I can't. I can't read any of it anymore. Um. There was a time when my favorite story was actually um, a book by Robin McKinley. Which one? The first one. With the girl. There's... The second, the sequel was called The Blue Sword. Yes, I read that. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. And um, I liked them both. My, the, the first was my favorite. And now can't read any of it. I can't hmm. read any of it. It's ugh oh it makes me I've in fact the year before I had actually read Lord of the Rings and uh, The Hero and the Sword, yes, as a matter of fact that is the title mm-hmm. of that book Robin McKinley wrote. Hero and the Crown, the Hero and the Sword. It's the Hero and the um, Crown yeah, it's the Hero and the Crown and the Blue Sword. I love them. I love those books. Oh I love them. Um yeah. And I uh, I read the year before, I had read Lord of the Rings and I'd read The Hobbit. And after that summer when all I had, and that wasn't the only thing in the box. It wasn't just Dungeons and Dragons. It was other fantasy books too. Um, she ruined me. There, I mean, I just I just couldn't. That was all I had for three months. And I, it, it was terrible. And and yet I, I spent probably... 12 to mid-20s reading that. High fantasy. I'll tell you, around that time, I also found The Clan of the Cave Bear. Oh, God, I found that at 12. That was was a horrific read. Jesus. Um, Oh, no, I loved it. And Valley of the Horses. Oh, no. I I love Valley of the Horses. Valley of the Horses. I love the Mammoth Hunters. That pisses me off. I didn't understand what I was reading the first time I read Clan of the Cave Bear. I I honestly don't think I understood Clan of the Cave Bear until I was 17 or 18 years old. Mhm. I'm not saying that I was naive, um although I was a virgin until until I was in my 20s. If you can believe that considering the level of porn that I write. Um but uh I um I didn't understand what was happening to her oh, in Clan of the Cave Bear 
until I mm-hmm. was, like I said, 17 or 16, 17, somewhere in that area, maybe 18. Yeah. Um, in fact, I only read that Clan of the Cave Bear once, and then I read The Valley of the Horses, and I read The Mammoth Hunters, and I read The Plains, mm-hmm. of, Plains of Passage. And then we had to wait a very, 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 very long time for um, a couple more variants. The shelters, the shelters of Stone. Yes. And so, I I because I, I hadn't it. read, I hadn't read them in a long time. Before the Shelters of Stone came out, I reread. Oh no, you the didn't. whole series, and that's when I realized that Clan of the Cave Bear was just one big rape fic. Uh huh. And I had it no was. idea as a child what I was reading. I, I, it, it didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I did not get I, it, and 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 then I did, and I have never read *Clan of the Cave Bear* again. In fact, um, during that reread, I did not finish *Clan of the Cave Bear*. I put it down and went back to the, and, and picked up *The Valley of the Horses* because I was like, "Oh, oh God!" Because I didn't. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't realize as a kid, and I have not mm-hmm. read the final book in the series because I've heard it ends terribly. Mhm. Yeah, I I I don't. Oh, I've read Shelters of Stone. It's the last one I haven't read. Yeah, so. I've read Shelters of Stone, and I actually really enjoyed Shelters of Stone. Although, Jean, 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 I I I know you aren't listening. I know you're not. No. <laughs> but 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 Jean, if by some miracle you manage to come across this podcast and you're listening. I don't need to know how cave women dyed leather. Oh, and even if hell. I did need to know, I didn't need to know for 10,000 words in each fucking book. I'm just saying. Plains of Passage we need pissed, to stop. Plains of Passage pissed me off because stop. it was like the, the worst travel monologue ever. It was like instead of using Polaroid um, slides that she's showing against the wall and and a droning voice doing it with the written word. It was horrifying. Now, I will admit, if the apocalypse ever comes, okay, and we go back to a, a, a pre-industrial society, those books are coming with me come hell or high water. Because okay. they will be really fucking handy, won't they? You'll know how to make yes, soap they will. and cure leather and make birth oh control my- tea and hunt for oh herbs God, and spices yes. and hunt, and you'll be able to skin a horse. These are all things that yes. you'll need to know. I totally agree that if we have an apocalypse, yes. that Gina Yule should, number one, be a part of our tribe, and number two, yes. we should all read her books. It's not just that. It's, just, it's a primer for actually getting through life and making it you know, survivable. I'll take it. It's written. I don't have to worry about it. You know? <clears throat> but for the rest of it, she pisses me off, all right? And, I mean, don't get me wrong, she's fantastic at the the, the, um, the research, the way she's strung together various things in, in the real true record of, of what mankind did. There really were people who lived in, in all of the places that she put, and how they lived is, is she's got the, the information there. The what and, and why they live that way, the, the, the culture behind it, complete supposition. But all I can think of is 
God damn it. <laughs> just delete, delete, delete. I don't want to know. <laughs> I was when I when I reread it, I I I, I jump forward, pass it whole whole chapters. Here's the thing about is, um, is here's the thing. Um, she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. When you look at the development of of human beings, and and you look at the development of um, um, how women are uh, treated throughout history, um, the idea that a woman in such a primitive society would have any sort of say um, regarding her um, being used sexually is... It takes she a very no- interesting. It takes a very interesting society to to allow it. And she had no say. Um, not really. Not much. Women, not, w- not no, that- women were used, and this is the same thing is is um, Neanderthal were very primitive in, in that particular, and we also know that there was actually crossbreeding. That really happened. We've got genetic. Yeah, of that. apparently they, um, they they found a third. They found a third strain. Apparently, there's we, three, three. We know that Neanderthal weren't capable of speech in a traditional sense. They, they didn't have the structure for it. Yeah, the the, so is it the height? they are more H. primate. They are more closely related to a gorilla than we are. And frank, frankly, if you look at the genetics, that isn't a that is that that isn't a big leap. It's just like ten percent. <laughs> it's just like ten percent differences in the DNA uh, between <coughs> between. I think it's between chimpanzees and us is three percent. Between yeah. the great ape and us is far less than ten. It's, right, yeah, right. And, and so, yeah, right. so bone and the idea to... that Neanderthals um, would have lived any differently, um, is, it would be incredibly naive to to believe that because it's just you know that that's just not the way it happened. Women would have been used and bartered for breeding. There's that's there's just the way it would have been. Yes or no? Um, it, we don't know. We did, we don't. We don't have the ability to look backwards like that. All we have but is the. But we do know something about men, and I'm not trying to male bash. I, I swear to God, I'm not. But even 400, even 200 years ago, women were bought and sold by fa- by their fathers to Excuse husbands. There, it, it happens I, today I, um, in primitive cultures. Yes. So to, so to think oh, that, no, that women weren't primitive. bartered for land or hunting, they're oh, not, yes, they are. They're not, they're no, they're they not, are. Well, okay. I am telling you right now that any fucking society that sells a woman is fucking primitive. I don't care if they're living on the goddamn moon. If you sell a woman, your society is primitive. Period. And that, you are correct. <clears throat> primitive. Obscene, backward, <laughs> ignorant. It's an extremely it's our own home, primitive. It's our own homegrown version of the Orions. To to use a fandom reference, you know, we we have we have our own <clears throat> version of it. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. You sell a person, you're primitive. But let's be honest, women have been bartered on this planet a hell of a lot longer than any than any other group. Yeah, men have, men have too, but it's not been quite as um, not the same way. No, 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 women have been bartered since the beginning. It's one way to control sexuality. It's, it's you know, if, if if the ability to bear children was was in both sexes, it would um, things would have turned out rather different, wouldn't it? But no, I mean, you know, it doesn't matter how advanced you are as a society if you're if you're degrading a section of your population based solely on their gender or their mm-hmm. skin color or their their sexual orientation then you are primitive motherfuckers i don't care if you're flying through space you're still a primitive motherfucker i mean that's just that's just the way i feel about it you know and the thing is is mm-hmm. i think the united states is primitive i think we're like two or three damn days out of the dark ages okay in some ways, I think the Dark Ages had it better sometimes. <laughs> what? Yeah. I think in the Dark Ages, you could actually get away with killing idiots. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. Our society. I don't think the, the population of Earth, I don't think as a species, uh, 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 we are a blink of an eye in the scope of the universe and we are immature and we are um terribly young and irresponsible mm-hmm. and socially and morally corrupt on a species level we are not mature enough to leave our own planet there's a there's very few species that will shit where they lay, or or sleep is is the term, and one of them is the the um, the gorilla, and one of them is man. There are others who do it, okay, but you know, very few will foul the nest, okay. Um, we don't have a problem out. with it. No. All right. Um, and, I yeah. don't think now, um, there's Inkway a, just there's something a in the about... chat room that uh, that's um, kind of weird. I don't think Ebola qualifies as a black plague. No, it doesn't. Um, the, the, the black the... plague killed millions, millions. It killed millions. Ebola has killed four thousand people in Africa in what a year? In this the last year, yeah. The, yeah. The thing so that, no, the, the black yeah, plague the does not in any way plague. equal Ebola. HIV yeah, and starvation bubonic... kills more people in Africa than Ebola will. Mm-hmm. The bubonic plague, which is what you're talking about, Inkwave, it's it it was spread because the Catholic Church of the time taught that being clean and and bathing was not kosher. To to borrow a uh, Jewish word, it was not it was not the done thing. All right. If you were clean and tidy and you washed, you were doing something wrong. And it also was a function of the the 
you had open sewers running through streets. You had people eating things that were better left never thought about for for us because the thought of eating some of the food that was acceptable back then is just it's noxious. Um, here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to keep in mind. Ebola isn't new. No, none of it's them. It's been around for millions Please. of years. The bubonic yeah. plague Please. is not new, and it's still here. The bubonic plague is still on the planet. There are people oh, yeah. who die of the bubonic plague every year. There are people mm-hmm. who die of the pneumonic plague every year. They're not gone. They're just isolated the bubon- and contained. And Ebola yeah, is not new. Mm-mm. The bubonic plague and the pneumonic plague, which are related. Um, I live in Arizona. There are parts of Arizona, California, Nevada, basically the, the Southwest, where if you touch something, you're hosed. Because chances are good, it's a carrier and you're going to get the plague. And so the it, it, it's it's not... It's no joke. It is it is a killer. And if you Ebola is difficult to catch. It's incredibly difficult to catch if you take precautions. Okay? Um the bubonic plague at the time when it was ripping through populations and killing millions you could step out of your person. house and get the bubonic plague. Because fleas, people would, yes, the the, the fleas would bite people, they'd bite infected rats, it would be a vicious cycle, and nobody was immune to fleas. The thing is is that there was a a meme on uh, Facebook, it's pretty funny, it's terrible, Um, but Uh you're more likely to marry Rush Limbaugh than you are to get Ebola. Oh, God, I wouldn't marry Rush for love, no money. <laughs> Just saying. But the thing is, is that you're more likely to get pneumonia or the flu. And mm-hmm. the pneumonia and pneumonia and, the, and and influenza can kill you. Oh, yeah. Let's let's see. What is it? The, the, um, so Ebola is the, the plague big, of the 1900s. Yes. The Ebola is horrible. Ebola mm-hmm. is horrible, yes. But it's not the threat that Republicans would have you believe it is. Mm. It, and it's not something new. It's not it's it's always it's always been here. Ebola's been here for a very long time. And you're more likely to get the flu and get killed than you are um to get Ebola or the pneumonic plague or the bubonic plague. So, you know Yes, if you're working in a hospital that has an Ebola-positive patient, be fucking careful. Be really fucking Thank careful. God. If if you're but volunteering you in Africa and you're working in a hospital that has Ebola-positive patients, be really fucking careful, okay? But don't live your life in fear and don't let these people um, get you all focused on a bad guy that doesn't actually is is it's not the problem you think it is. You know, exists, these same assholes there, are the ones of... who are having this whole, you know, come apart about Ebola are the same motherfucking assholes who tell you you don't need to be vaccinated and you don't need a flu vaccine. 
Mm. Yeah. No. Same assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> um, STJ Jelana, I don't know how to pronounce your last name or your name. We're the, the two of us are the last group of people that will say scientists are evil. Um, I like most geeks. I think they're the greatest thing on, on the planet, and they, they will help you know, make sure that we actually live to see the next day. Um, what I don't like are the people who see scientists, who see science, and break out in hives because it, it might actually expand their mind. And that includes medicine, okay? And they just piss me off. Um, child... Um, Rogue fifty three commented that child parent, childbearing can and does kill more women. She's right. It happens here in the in the U.S. It happens all across the developed world. Um, that childbearing, having having a baby, is the most dangerous thing a woman can do. You know, period. Okay, it's dangerous. It's it's making it to the end and having a healthy child and, and being able to get up off your child's bed and, and go through life, congratulations on every person who's managed to do it because it's a miracle in and of itself. You know? Absolutely so. every person on this planet who is alive today is alive today because of science. Mm-hmm. Because if we didn't have scientists saying, oh, hey, don't do that. That's a bad idea. You won't believe what happened. No, don't. No, no, don't do that. That's bad. Because if we didn't, these dumb motherfucking Republicans would have A-bombed us all into extinction. Yeah, I don't know. There's stupid people on every side of the aisle. It doesn't matter if you're Democratic or Republican because, come on, we've had some real, real geniuses on the Democratic side. (coughs) Yeah, but they aren't the ones that want to bomb the shit out of other countries just because. There was a point in time, hey, look, there's a point in time I would be perfectly happy to have bombed somebody and then sent the Marines in in hazmat suits later to polish it, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't know. agree with it. I, I don't. I don't agree with blanket bombing. I. I don't agree with the dropping of nuclear weapons because. Here's the thing, if you drop, a weapon, kill one bad mm-hmm. guy. Or to kill ten bad guys and kill one innocent person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't worth it. I don't believe collateral damage is acceptable. There is no. I, I'm not a collateral damage. And you can't is not something anybody wants to think about or deal with or or have. You know. And oh and yeah, I'm, I'm sure, but it's there. That. But unfortunately, you can't look. You can't tell. And I and I'm I'm sorry that reality happens to be this way, but you can't go in and say, look, all the civilians, please leave the premises. We're going to be bombing the fuck out of the bad guys. It doesn't work that way, all right? And when the bad guys, whoever they happen to be, okay, do the the thing where they settle in in the middle of the civilians, they're using people as shields, 
okay? And in an ideal world, you set up snipers and you snipe these people and you don't touch a civilian, okay? Unfortunately, the ideal world is not one that we live in and shit happens. And it's a horrible, horrible thing that nobody feels good about. I don't, I don't care what level of the military you're in. If you don't have feelings about it, you should just get the fuck out of the service because you shouldn't be making those decisions. I don't blame the men in uniform for what they have to do, but um, because in the end, it's no more their decision than it is mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say is that the argument you just made is the exact reason why we're not mature enough to leave our own planet. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, As a species, we're just, we're really greedy, feral infants. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're Um, just, you know, it's like the the whole world is, and the thing is, and I think it's, I've I've just been really irritated since the election. Um, (laughs) Just the idea of all these dumb these truly stupid motherfuckers in power really it really upsets me because I mean these are the same assholes who who don't believe in science, who 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 ignore the the fact that ninety nine percent of no. the scientists that are fucking in in here's investigated it all agree that global warming is happening. You know? But here's the, these thing, are the they same do motherfuckers the, the problem is that some of these people do believe. They believe it wholeheartedly. They know this shit's coming down the pipe. And yet the people they sold their souls to, okay, the people who got them into office, the ones who elected them, don't believe it. And so they put on, I don't believe it, science is wrong, 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 and in their private lives they're going, fuck, what do we have to do to fix this? It's, okay. You know what, that's actually they worse. Sell their that's soul. worse. Yeah, that's worse because that means not only that they're not just dumb, um, which you can almost mm-hmm. forgive someone who's just stupid. I mean, you can. I mean, there's a there's a forgiveness there. Um, what you're saying is, is they're morally corrupt hypocrites mm-hmm. who uh-huh. are more interested in money and staying in office and actually improving the world that they actually live in, which goes back to that point Mm -hmm. you made earlier about humans spoiling their own nest. Mm Mm-hmm. This is our nest. We only have one. Okay? It is, it's a very nice, shiny ball. Okay? There's a lot we don't know about it. All right? But there's a limit to how much the ball can take before Mother Nature goes, I hate you all, and kills us. Okay. That's Mother Nature's thing a bitch, Someone said to me in high school that we were destroying the planet. And I said, that's arrogant. He got really mad at me. And I was like, look, we're not destroying the planet. We're making the planet uninhabitable for us. Mm-hmm. When yeah. we're all long dead and gone, the planet's still going to be here. We just won't be. There's... We're not destroying the planet. We are destroying our environment. We are making our environment. We're killing ourselves. We're, yes, we we are slowly but surely committing suicide. There's, um, 
I don't know if anybody's seen it, but there, there's a sh- couple shows where they look at places that have been abandoned and they look at how Mother Nature takes everything over. And it doesn't take much time before Mother Nature overruns um, man-made structures. Um, Chernobyl is a good version, a uh, good good example of that. I mean, admittedly, it's irradiated to to from here to eternity for all we care, but m- nature is is taking it over. It's it's absorbing it back. It's going to be a while. There's going to be places in it that are going to be more dangerous than others, even with the radiation. But it's it's taking it over. Um, a good, another good example is the various structures down in South America where you can walk right by the biggest pyramid from here to till the you know the, the ones in Giza and you'll never know because the, the the jungle hides it. Okay. When Mother Nature says we're done with you, she takes it over and absorbs it back. Okay. Humanity if we're not careful, we'll poison ourselves and what will be left will be a planet that will slowly but surely work its way back to whatever version of neutral it is and we'll see what else comes up. Our luck, it'll be the rats. I hope we it won't, won't be, be the here, cockroach. so it won't matter. Yes, I know, but it's just the thought of rats taking over the earth. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the most amazing idea. Okay, remember how we had that whole thing about, you know, what the aliens are going to be listening to coming off our planet? <laughs> so, <Don't> so <laughs> finally, finally they get curious and they come here to check us out and all left is cockroaches. Actually, what was it? The the um the Mythbusters sound, it's not the cockroaches that are going to live. It's something else. I think it might be the fruit flies or or something, but cockroaches don't live. They they don't live through the worst of it. You know, um, I'm I'm voting for the cats to take over. You can have the dogs. I don't think that. Um, I think that we will lose. Um, we will lose domestic animals and um, first. Uh, so I don't see cats, dogs. I don't see any of that surviving. We're gonna kill our oceans. Um, you know, it's just it's just terrible. It's just terrible mm-hmm. what um, we allow to happen, and we do allow it because, mm-hmm. like, what twenty percent of the country voted, or was it thirty? Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, whatever it was. It, it, it was, was like, really? Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> burn the land and boil the sea. Yes, Claire Watson. Um, have you been listening to March of the Canvas by, what's her face? I can't remember. Um, it's, it's, the, the show is Life After People, and it, it's horrifying. Um, Humanity, if we make it off the planet as a going concern, um, we're we're warlike. We're we're we breed quickly, 
Oh my God! We're greedy. Oh my God! We're so greedy. Our our level. uh, We tolerate extremes. Um, We're willing. At least some of us, and and I would expect it to be some of those people who actually go and um, to go into space. I expect them to be willing to to play with their own genome. Okay. Um, to 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 make it so that way they can tolerate a new planet. We're not going to be. We're adaptable. We're greedy. We're 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 smart. Okay, and so we're going to when we get out there. If there's if if any other races are out there, which you know, given that there's what several billion stars in this galaxy alone, of which probably. 10, 20% of them are potentially habitable, have habitable planets in the life zone, maybe more. You know, that, that's a lot of different chances at life, okay? I don't think we're going to have the Federa- United Federation of Planets. I think we're going to have the Romulan Empire, okay? Um, I what think we're, we're gonna going have to have is a rude awakening. Oh, yeah, that too. That's that's what's going to happen because mm-hmm. humans um, we don't share, <laughs> dominate, we destroy, we take over, we breed. That's what we mm-hmm. do. And um, no, it's it's bad. It's really bad to think about it because you just, you, you think about how we are, and it's just you know. What what we've done to our own planet? Just imagine that on a galactic scale. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> trying to think who who the equivalent would be, and I can't think of anything. Um, you know, all the the well, actually, the the best one I can come up with is the Reavers. You know, since Firefly is shown up in chat, you know, it's. Um, yeah, it would it would be We are we are a dominating war like race. Mhm. We're not we're the Gaul. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're We're the pre peace Klingons. We're not gonna mm-hmm. be the good guy. We're not ever going to be the good guy because we can't even be the good guy on our own planet, much less. <laughs> Chris, we're not going to get Iron Man to privatize world peace. You know, haven't you haven't you seen the the, the blurbs they've got for the new movies? We're going to have that damn civil war thing. I I may just stop watching Marvel movies altogether. Just no, I know, I me too. I'm really disappointed. Oh. I don't want to see that. I don't. I was, I was, yeah. you know, as, as as much as I enjoyed Captain America. Once that happened, I knew it was going to happen next. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. Um, oh, I'm, I'm. Because the thing I'm is that the Civil War, um, um, the Civil War in Marvel, it it ends up terrible in so many ways, and not just the destruction of mm-hmm. Shield. Um, it. I don't know if this we consider it a spoiler or not, 
But those of you who um, pay attention to Marvel and who know this, you you have to know that basically the Civil War basically comes to an end with the assassination of Captain America. Yep. And I, I don't I don't want to see that. And Tony coming unglued. Tony came completely unglued from everything I've seen. You know he so, he you went know, off and the deep end. It's, the Civil War was basically Iron Man and Captain Rogers picking different sides, going head to head, and then when they finally got to the point where they were almost going to be, there was, there was going to be some kind of peace. Some asshole snipes Captain America in the head on the steps mm-hmm. of the uh, Capitol building, maybe I think in the comic books. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was um, the Lincoln Memorial or something. It was in Washington. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Um, I don't. I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that considering Chris Evans' statements early on, early on, I think that we um, and we also know that the actor who plays Bucky. Now, what you need to know in comic book um, canon is that Bucky eventually becomes Captain America. And here's what we know about mm-hmm. the contract situation: Chris Evans is not on board for all of Stage Three. Whereas the guy who plays Bucky has signed a ten movie deal. Jesus. Yeah. Which means that he's going to take Steve Rogers' place as Captain America. Which means well, that follows that Captain America is going to get sniped. Well, from what I remember, Cap the the good captain does get resurrected. Nobody stays dead in Marvel. I mean that's that's pretty much a given. Nobody does, does he that. actually get resurrected, or is that something that yep. happened uh, in, no, in, in fandom? Because resur- I read a, I read a great story in fandom where that happened, but I didn't know if that happened in reality. Because the Scarlet Witch brings him back in the fandom if story I, remember, I read. If I remember correctly, Steve comes back. He he, the, he's alive at the end, and I don't know if it's Tahiti or not, <clears throat> but back. You know. So, um, yeah. We also know that Scarlett Johansson hasn't been given the contract for um, Stage 3. Um, I don't know if that means that Black Widow is going to be replaced or if she's going to be killed. Um, I have heard that she's going to be killed in the Age of Ultron. Oh, lovely. Considering that she's got the same, a, a slightly weaker strain or supposed to have, a slightly weaker strain of the same crap that's running through Captain the Captain's veins and Bucky's veins. In she the comic books, yes. In the movie verse, no. She's not enhanced in the movie verse. Yeah. Or well, if she is, you know, they've never come out and said it. Mm-hmm. We're not getting a Black Widow movie. They've already announced mm-hmm. stage three, and, and that wasn't part of it. We're not getting... That sucks. Mm-hmm. Which is which is really sad because you know she is such a strong character. It would be great to have um, a strong woman's movie with a woman who you know will will walk all over the men and say fuck you. You know it's wonderful. So what's well, um, interesting uh, is um, what's really interesting. I. 
it comes up here because they're in the chat room they're talking about how they had to bring Steve Rogers back because it really pissed off fans. I remember when they killed Superman. I was in I high did school. I I've got the comic. <laughs> I got the comic. I was in high school, and um, this boy college. comes into my AP English class, and he is, like, devastated, right? And he sits down. And he and the teacher's like, dude, what's wrong with you? And literally, dude, what's wrong with you came out of this guy's mouth. And the kid, the kid looks up and he goes, they killed Superman. <laughs> and he was really upset. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it kind of, that that issue had come out oh that Friday or over mm-hmm. the weekend or whatever, and he mm-hmm. had um, bought it. He was really excited, and they killed Superman, and it just broke his heart. And he wasn't the only one. I mean, it broke the hearts oh, I, of a lot of people. So I can see why. I've got the comic still. Okay, I've got the comic where I I can, um, I've got the one that's still wrapped in black plastic. It was never opened. And I've got the one that I read, you know. And they killed Superman, and it was such a, it was such a horrible thing. Because you're reading this, it's like, this is Superman. He's not supposed to die, you know. Like yeah. you're like trying to flip to another page. Like, no, that's a, that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. The, the hell did I just read? Flip, flip, flip. Damn it, there's no four flip. You know? This is, this is not what I signed up for. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but he was, I mean, he was just, he was, and I can imagine just how the other fans were if if, if he was an example of, of what that was. Um, mm-hmm. So, Yeah. You know, so the comic book canon, they've done a lot of things that didn't happen in the comic book canon that happened in the movies and vice versa. Like, in the comic book canon, Tony and Pepper were together for, like, half a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she cheated on him with somebody else. And in some canon, she ends up married to Happy. And in other, like, in 616, I think she ends up, I don't know who she ends up married to. Tony's a girl. I don't know. No, that was like a alternate reality. I thought that was six sixteen. No, no, no. Um, like in six sixteen, a female version of Tony Stark comes through some kind of portal. Okay. That's what I thought. I don't know, but anyway. So you never know what's going to happen in the movies versus what happens in the um, mm-hmm. um, comic books. So um, it 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 isn't a done deal that Captain America will be killed um, in the movies. It just it seems likely considering their casting choices and what they've done with mm-hmm. with canon um, <clears throat> and what they're done with the contracts as far as the actors are concerned. Uh, so yeah, you know. I don't know. I think that I probably will not watch any more of those movies past Age of Ultron. Um, and if they kill Black Widow in Age of Ultron, I prob yeah, I'll I'll be done. Because um no. I'll be done. Mhm. <laughs> there's um there's a lot of different um headcanons that people have and I, I I bounced on to the, the Steve and Tony just because dear God the amount of sparks between those two. Um I got on the the Phil and and um and Clint bandwagon 
based off of that one scene in um, Thor where Phil is very calmly directing, you know, Hawkeye to go up and snipe and, you know, Hawkeye's standing there going, okay, what do you want me to do? You know, it's just that, that level of interaction between the two of them. And also the whole thing where, <laughs> sorry, it's the, the funniest thing ever, and it's the, the scene that still cracks me up, where Phil Coulson calls up the Black Widow, tells her to get her ass in gear, you know, Clint's been taken, you know, and Barton's been taken. And then he sits there and listens to her version of the hold music, which is a fight. And he, he <laughs> That's one of my favorite scenes remember? in that whole movie right there. Yeah, yeah it is my favorite scene in that whole movie. He's, he's like, like, he's holding. Music. Yeah. Yes. Can you hurry up, please? He's I'm kind of busy, you know. Yes, hold music. La, la, la. And, you know, he in the it? background you're hearing, yeah, in the background you're hearing mayhem. You know, it's just great. The best part is that Phil called her Mark in the middle of her mission. Yes. <laughs> And the dude actually gives her the phone. <laughs> yeah, I know. The level You're thinking to yourself, right. what the fuck did Phil say to that guy <laughs> to make him give the phone to Natasha? Yes. And you know, the the thing that, that always gets me is Phil Colson has the best poker face ever. He deals with people who in in, in the movie verse Barton and, and Romanov are not superpowered, and yet they are on par with superheroes. And he just, he holds his own. He sits there and he snarks back at at, um, at Tony. He is completely fanboy glee, oh my God, over, you know, Steve. And his reaction to Thor is, hello. Dude the hell what are you hiding behind those <clears throat> you know everything he's hiding everything in the suit yes you know and it's like i think he's hiding wow. belinda may in the suit <laughs> i don't know who's right, my but... favorite part of um, the agents of shield by the way is melinda may she's my favorite part yes yeah. i watched mm-hmm. the show for her I watched you while you were sleeping. Is actually the yeah. creepiest line creepy. in the whole movie. It's creepier creepy. than anything Loki says. I mean, <laughs> it's creeptastic. Oh my god! It's yes. You know, if Captain um, America was a woman, that would have been sexual harassment. Oh, it's still sexual <laughs> harassment. You really think if Steve doesn't crick his finger at Phil, Phil will go okay and clap his hands and go crawl into bed with him? Come on. Yeah. This is Phil. Yeah, it's still sexual harassment. Yeah, it, it probably is. Um, but it's funny when you said it to a man, but I don't think I would have found it funny if you said it to one, which is terribly sexist, I know. But it's just, that, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Mm. Poor Steve. He's he's having, I mean, the thing that, that always gets me is, and, and it was pointed out, and it's actually very, very true, Um just because Steve is from the 40s doesn't mean that he is a, you know, he doesn't have the big capital V for virgin, you know, tattoos <laughs> to his forehead. The man went from being a shrimp who may or may not have gotten any play, but I kind of doubt it, to 
Chris Evans, who is running around <laughs> with a dance troupe. Okay. Yeah, he got so laid. He got it so laid a lot. Yeah. Yes. And, no. And if we and if we want to sit there and start, you know, connecting dots here, he got laid. One of his dance troupe went back home, had the child. Child had children. Children may have had children, but you know, um, the 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 uh, whatever the the kid his in the Fantastic Four who looks like you know the same actor played them both, but you know, it's his grandchild or his great grandchild, depending on how the genetics. I actually and, have and a bunny where Sue and where Sue and Johnny Storm are um, Steve's grandchildren. I actually have a bunny uh-huh. like that because yeah, yeah the, the same actor's playing them. Yeah. Um, so Johnny Storm. You know, or yeah. You know, in some cases, and it's been it's been crossed over in other groups. You have um, the losers, okay? Because of course we've got the same actor, we've got grandchild again. So you know, it's it, you know, it all plays, it all works. But here's the thing that um, I think I've also done as a, I have it as a bunny is that um, uh, like Tony and like Bruce. Uh, Steve was exposed to a high level of radiation. Mm-hmm. After he became Captain America, he probably wasn't capable of fathering a child. But then again, he also had the, the super soldier serum cushioning his cell. Maybe. Maybe. Because it that everything radiation else, encouraged the... It was It was the push for the serum it so i don't know it, it, it's iffy i don't think bruce is capable oh, and no. i think that tony probably isn't capable either because of heavy metal poisoning no but tony's smart enough to deposit okay. no i don't think tony is because i don't think tony ever tony's wanted kids and when you don't want kids then you don't deposit pepper's smart enough yeah, but they weren't even a couple until after he had heavy, um, heavy metal poisoning. She certainly wouldn't have been in a position to tell him to jerk off in a cup in case she decided she wanted kids later. Or, hey, or that, that little Chinese or Japanese uh, machine, remember? No, that's terrible. Um, but I actually do have that plot bunny where Darcy Lewis is um, um, Tony's love child. Yeah. I know, I love because that one. Because could I that right, be any more perfect? Yeah, Peter is not a love child, though. He was planned. He's a sperm donation. Um, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, there's, no, there's no other character in Marvel that could actually be t- um, Tony's illegitimate daughter but Darcy. Mm-hmm. She's, she's way too much like him. You know? Oh, <gasps> um... Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm Marvel and the way it rolls and, and bends and, and feeds back on itself, it's ridiculous. It really is. There's no other I don't see it. Tony passing on his genetic legacy because I don't think he's proud of his genetic legacy. He might be proud of his brain, but he's a product of Howard Stark. And Howard Stark was a son of a bitch. Oh my God! Um, 
he was a terrible father. And Tony, coming from that, you know, in canon, you can't see Tony. I can't see Tony having a kid on purpose, not even one that he didn't raise himself, because the last thing he'd want to do is pass Howard's genetics along. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Howard Stark was a terrible father. Terrible. And that's canon. That's not me just making up fan and mm-hmm. amuse myself. No. He was a terrible, terrible parent. Man had more alcohol than blood in the system some days. Yeah, I... I think oh. Odin actually wins that worst father of the millennia, but Howard starts yeah. surely a close second. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Odin here's the thing. The here's the thing. If how much of Norse mythology is included in the Marvel comic book? Because you can't prosecute Odin for the mythology that didn't actually happen, like, you know, Loki having a horse or a wolf mm-hmm. child or, mm-hmm. you know, having all of his children taken away from him by his father. If that didn't happen in comic book um, land, then you can't really hold that against him. All you can hold against him is, you know, the baby theft and the um, lying and the cheating and the um, um, raising mm-hmm. him to hate himself. You know, you could count all that. Um Yeah. Most decidedly, you can count that. So, I don't know. Oh, that Capricious Twilight, that's just not right. And admittedly, it's about on Howard's speed. She's, uh, Capricious Twilight states I that, saw I that. Howard would have had a plan for his genes to continue and would have collected sperm for Tony and had a surrogate all, all lined up. I'll say this. I think that if Howard Stark wanted to continue his legacy, he wouldn't have used Tony's sperm. He would have used his own. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, Howard that... Stark is all about Howard Stark. Mm-hmm. And he resented the fact that Tony was smarter than him. So, no, I don't think he would be interested in pushing Tony's genetics forward. It would be making more of him, not more of his son. So if Howard had a plan to further his genetic legacy, it would have involved his own sperm instead of Tony's. Mm-hmm. What's and interesting that, is that, that in comic book in comic book canon, Tony is the second child. Hmm. And that he has an older brother. Oh, I didn't know that one. Whose name I forget. Huh. I take it you're looking them up? No, I just don't remember. Um, Greg. They're saying Greg in the chat room. But, yeah, Tony was the baby. He wasn't the um, the, the oldest son. And uh, Was it you who... I don't... Oh, yeah. Was it you or was it um, Chris? I don't remember. No, I think it's you. I don't remember who did it. Um, I've had too many rough trades running through my head. Where they they're they're commenting that um, Tony's intellect is borderline a mutation. 
That's mine. I don't know if, I don't know if anybody okay. else has done it. That's that's mine for Rough Trade. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lucas is saying yeah. that Greg is a Tony Stark twin. Oh, and see, great. when I read the comic book, um, I, I was on Marvel Wiki. I'm not I'm not sure they called him the twin, so I didn't know that, or maybe hmm. I just missed that part. I I totally believe you though, Lucas. I'm I'm, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember reading that part, or I, or I would have said that part too. <clears throat> but it's interesting that they got rid of the Greg character in the movies, and um, also that Jarvis was a computer instead of um, a real person, because in comic book canon, he's both. And eventually, um, Tony makes a computer version of the real Jarvis to run mm-hmm. other households that he's not currently in, that the Jarvis is kind of spread thin because he's gotten older. And so Tony makes an AI version of him to, to kind of make his job easier. So the AI Jarvis exists in the comic book world, but the real Jarvis takes care of the Avengers. A real-life person. Mm-hmm. But going over to Marvel Wiki is really um, confusing because they have all these different versions, and now they have the movie verse too. So (laughs) you have like the movie verse and six sixteen and nine seven something, and it's just it's crazy. It's craziness. You you just don't you don't even know what to do with yourself. Now I mean, he was a real live human being at one time, Chris. That's what I'm saying. Apparently he was even married because he's going to be in um, Agent Carter, Jarvis, the real one. Hmm. The human version of of Jarvis is going to be in Agent Carter because there was a preview for Agent Carter, and um, my husband sent me the link for it. And it, um, uh, Peggy almost kicks Jarvis's ass because <laughs> he because because he surprises her. Or maybe he she does hit him. I don't know. Um, they didn't show the part where it happened. Just her responding, to telling him not to sneak up on women in alleyways anymore. He said he would remember that if he got over his concussion. <laughs> so I guess maybe she did hit him in the head or something. I don't know. It's a cute little preview. I'm looking forward to Agent Carter. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, but also kind of terrible too, because we because we know. From the very beginning, we know that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated by HYDRA. Uh-huh. So they're there the entire time she's building S.H.I.E.L.D. that She thinks she's you know making so much progress and having so much justice and, and saving the world over and over again. All the time, there is a fox in her hen house, and it is breeding. Mm-hmm. Actually, Terribly. it's a snake, but whatever. Um... It's just, it's, yeah, it's terrible to think about that she's, you know, that she's doing all this work and that people she actually works with. I think that when um, I watched Captain America, my biggest shock was when Sitwell turned out to be Hydra. I was like, what? Mm. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I felt actually betrayed. I felt betrayed (laughs) by Sitwell. That's ridiculous. Somebody somebody did a really good fix-it where he looks at him and goes, Dude, I'm brown. Why the fuck would I want to be Hydra? I'm doing double agent work. <laughs> and everybody's going, what? <laughs> because, come on, 
Stillwell, he, he doesn't quite fit the Hydra thing. And they had a very valid point, but, you know. <sighs> but also the modern Hydra you can, um, is about, uh, race, it's about power, but then really, that's what the Nazis were about anyway, it was about power, and well, that's what all these groups are about, they're about power, mm-hmm. they're about exerting power over other people, and they use excuses to, to do the things that they do, you know, um, and no matter where it is, you know, they're just using these excuses to, to further themselves, but it's no different, it's, it's, it's all one big, um, terrible, ugly excuse they use to gain power. And every war we've ever fought on this planet is about power. Who has mm-hmm. it? Who wants it? Who's trying to get it? And the tools by which they use to get it. Some use mm-hmm. religion. Mm. And yeah. But it all boils down to power. War is what is that? It's it's a I believe it's a Robert E. Lee quote. Um, war is a terrible thing. Um, it is. I don't remember what the the, the quote is. Um, um, It is a good thing war is so terrible, um, lest we should grow too fond of it. Quote is, and it's with, it's from apparently Robert E. Lee. And but you know what the sad thing is? Is there are a lot of people who are very fond of it. They like the money it gets them. I um, like I the watched this show called um, Madam Secretary, and I love it. I think Taylor Leone is doing an awesome job. Um, but what's interesting is watching her navigate these these politics and these these politics mm-hmm. of men, and um, and you see her de- demonstrating compassion, and I think to myself, oh, don't be weak. I thought that. I thought that. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that, and I stopped and I, I said, what did you just? What just came into your brain? What did you just think? Mm-hmm. And it's because. Um, I think a lot of times women are <clears throat> portrayed as weaker because they sympathize more easily and they empathize more easily with people and situations than men do. I'm not saying men are unsympathetic. It's just that we're built differently. And it's easier sometimes for a woman to... Herself in the place of another person than it is for a man, especially, and this is going to sound ugly, and, and, and I don't care, especially a white man. There, well, I want to I want to comment something real quick. Um, it's society teaches the two genders very certain things about how you react to people. Okay. And girls are taught to bend and to share and to empathize and to um, put others before self, all right? We are on our own 
priority list, we're normally very far down it. I know, I know I've run into that. I, I put others and my spouse ahead of, of me on my priority list, and I've seen that. I, I know I've watched myself do it. And it, I do it. It's, I do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sick. It, it's how I'm okay. taught. Okay. I'm sick today. I I was running a fever of 101 when I left the house today. And I actually went to three different stores to do all of my grocery shopping because my husband likes some stuff from some stores and some stuff from other mm-hmm. stores. And here I am dragging my ass around, and I'm running a fever, and I'm coughing. And I'm still, you know, despite the fact that I am miserable, I am still out here doing these things because I know it will make him happy, and that's just the way I've been kind of, <coughs> and Program B. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, um, I uh, I came home. We, we... Yeah, and I'm Southern yeah. too, and and that plays into it as well. Um, I came home. That's I right. put away the groceries. I made a cake. I made dinner. Mhm. And I'm dog sick. And I did it the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just. And you know, and it's just that it's just what we're yeah, you're right, it is what we're taught, and we do talk we do teach men to be strong, no Lead we the teach way. Men to, we teach men to be uncivilized Vulcans, we teach them to be pre reformation Vulcans who who are aggressive and will you know grab for what they want and come you know to hell with everybody else, okay. There's a lot of that, and un- um, I think it's I'm quoting you in this one where, you know, when it comes to people who try and sh- and shine the the light of enlightenment on our society, we've staked them to a cross, we've burned them at the stake, we've shot them um, in their driveway where their kids could see it. Um, you know what? We've crushed them under rocks. We've—I mean—the level of wanting to hug the ignorance to to you know the collective chest of mankind. We don't want to be enlightened, okay? You know, it's not going to happen anytime soon, okay? But it's just <clears throat> terrible and sad. I know, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I actually said during the middle of this episode she was um, expressing empathy over a situation to the president, and she was telling him what she thought should happen, and you know that you you mm-hmm. can't be seen doing this because it's it's basically terrible. You need to be a better mm-hmm. man than this. And the whole time she's making this speech, I'm thinking to myself, "Don't be weak, don't be weak." And I thought, mm-hmm. I am asking her to act like a man. Because on some level, I don't think she can accomplish her job being a woman. And mm-hmm. that was indoctrined into me. Mm-hmm. And it's ugly. It's an ugly thing to realize in yourself when, um, yeah. And um, Chris says my husband is spoiled. He, uh, yeah, absolutely spoiled. Absolutely oh, spoiled. Um, he's spoiled rotten, uh, yeah, because... Um, There, there was a study done. I, I actually spent twenty minutes university. today picking out mixed nuts because my husband doesn't like almonds. 
So I had to read the ingredients of like 15 different cans of mixed nuts until I found one that didn't have almonds in it. Because God That's forbid he took the sport. fucking almonds out of his mixed nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. There, there was a study done with, um, I I'm think just it was saying. university. I'm just saying. It's university. Yes, but it's your, tri- it's your husband. Um, but the, the university, they took a set of, of resumes or CVs, and it's the same thing straight down the line. One's got a male name, one's got a female name. And the male got picked more often. They got better job offers, better pay offers. Um, he was thought to be, as as Chris is saying in there, showing leadership, ambitious, charismatic, and the exact same behaviors out of a woman were not looked at, uh, well upon. But it was the same. No, she was... Bitchy, bossy, yes, aggressive, bossy, yeah, ball buster. I yeah. can't tell you how many times in my life I have been called a ball buster. The last mm-hmm. time somebody called me that, it was actually my brother-in-law. I said, you know, it's actually been a decade since I've done that. Would you like me to practice on you? <laughs> yeah. And then I yeah. looked, turned to my sister and said something so terribly sexist that to this day she can't think about it without busting out laughing. Laughing, I said, "Oh, you need to put your man in his place." <laughs> yes, but the, there's many, many, many times where um, people say you should put your woman in her place, or why is she out? You know, why are you? That's why I said it. That, that's why I said yeah. it. And um, oh, my sister way. turns to him, and she didn't miss a beat. She turns to him and she says, "Men should be seen and not heard. Go sit down in front of the yes. TV and watch your stupid game." <laughs> yeah, he was By so shocked way. he actually left the kitchen. <laughs> do you do you realize that the subs in your your ties that bind are are substituting for the classical fifties woman's role? In some ways, yes, absolutely. That was done on purpose. I don't actually, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, um, how to say this, people who, uh, there's absolutely nothing that you're going to find in Ties That Bind that I didn't plan. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot document for Ties That Bind is 125,000 words. That is my plot not my story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have whole documents dedicated to the history of Ties That Bind, major events, timelines for um, the World Wars, um, the Civil War. I mean, y- you name it, I've thought about mm-hmm. it. The Romans and how they worked. And um, just, um, it'll never see the live data because I don't share my plot documents. Uh, those are private. She doesn't even share it a lot with of times well I put something... Um, yeah, because even lady holders never see my plot documents. Yeah. No one sees those. Um, yeah. They're, and they're very private. Um, they're more private than even my rough draft, and there was a time when no one saw my rough draft. In fact, um, it wasn't until the first draft. naked na- 
it was it was not until the first naked nano where I actually actually allowed somebody to see a, a a literal rough draft from me. And what you do see on Rough Trade is my rough draft. And I know people will accuse me of it not being my rough draft, but it really is my rough draft. It's a rough draft. Um, if you look, if um, Chris and Lady Holdercombe both attest to this, what you're seeing on Rough Trade is my rough draft. The only thing I do is a spell check. Thank you for that. Because I don't want to look too stupid. Because I can't spell save my life. <laughs> and I often use the wrong words, and it's just, you know. My spell checker, my poor thing, it's got Stargate SG-1, Stargate Atlantis, uh, Star Trek, Star, um, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, lots of Harry Potter. Um, it's got uh, Avengers, it's got uh, CSI stuff, and I don't remember what else it's got in there, but the level of words that are sitting in my, in my spell checker, it's interesting, especially when I completely do a key mash and something interesting comes up and the computer goes, let me offer you this word. And it's like, where did you get that? Did you mean to you say Horcrux? <laughs> no, that's not what yes. I meant at all. Thank you for asking. No. Yeah, this is not an H and an Ever how you say that word. Horcrux? I don't remember what. Yeah. No, I did not mean to mentor. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's some reason I used the word demented a couple of days ago, and I misspelled demented. I put um, the E and the D backwards when I was typing, because mm-hmm. I type really fast. And uh, my spell check offered Dementor as one of the um, options to the fix alternate? it. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. But it was the first one. It was the first suggestion. Times. That was hilarious. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's... um. <clears throat> Rowan, the, the the good thing about my spell checker is it lets me add to my dictionary. The the problem is is I don't want to know what my dictionary done. looks like at this point. You know, I once my, had to edit my dictionary and let, let me tell you why. When I was writing what might what might have been um on a regular mm-hmm. basis, I inadvertently told my spell check to save a very terribly badly spelled astrophysicist and when I realized I was misspelling it and I tried to fix it and my spell check kept putting the auto version up so I had to figure out how to get into my custom dictionary in Word and take out the misspelling of astrophysicist which is why you might if you're reading through what might have been especially what's on my website versus what I have the building for the uh-huh. ebook, you mm-hmm. might notice the misspelling of the word astrophysicist <laughs> it's because I put a bad spelling in my um, custom dictionary in word <clears throat> a long time ago the, for, for me astrophysicist is one where I look at it and it's like that looks so bizarre, it does not look right. I throw it in the Google, and lo and behold, it's right. But you know, it's it's just bizarro. So yeah. The only thing worse is that when I decided to give in to pressure, I gave in to peer pressure, and I changed my spelling of Dr. Kasanji's name, even though in canon. There is no proof that Dr. Kusanji and Miko are actually the same person. I thought it was Kusanagi. I don't know. I can't have any fucking clue how to actually say it. 
I thought it was Kusanagi. I don't think they ever actually say it on the show. Uh, yes, they I did. don't actually. I don't actually care. You see her. You see her in one episode. Well, we don't know Doctor Kusanagi. Huh? We know it's Miko, but we don't know it's Doctor Kusanagi. That's we don't know. We don't know what it is, and so I was misspelling her last name, and I got so many bitchy ass complaints. That I eventually just went through and I spelled it correctly. Um, so I had to go through um, the entire uh, website and, and change the spelling of her name. Um, and I don't actually care how it's said because I'm never going to be able to spell it correctly, um, say it correctly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> That's just like John's house and ties that bind. You will never hear me say it because I have no fucking clue how that would go and there's just no reason to do that myself i actually sat there and tried to figure it out and i i got a pronunciation i highly doubt it's the correct pronunciation um right yeah because you know i don't speak my um the the correct language so you know there that's just never going to work um, no, um, I actually don't care how Harry Potter terms are pronounced either. I never watched a movie, so I don't know how to say the spells the way they said them in the movie, and I don't know how to say uh-huh. them. No, I'm just I don't give a shit, actually, at all. Um, I'm hoping that before I die, they'll remake the movies, and I'll be and I'll be happier with the second set. Yeah, it's Kesakitan Pembawa is how I. Mangle that. Mm. Thanks. Yeah. That's not how I say it in my head. The thing is, is I'm not actually <laughs> sure I could say it physically what I say in my head. Because, you know, you have this version you have in your head. Um, I am 100% sure that's not. I, I wouldn't be capable of actually saying the version I have in my head. Um, but that's not how I would say it. Oh, yeah. I, if I'm I said it. I'm certain that I am not going to. La Petite Mort, that's easy. Okay. Um Yeah, the rest of them are easy. That's why they're easy, because that one was not easy. And also, um, John's house name is backwards. It should actually be the other way around. The K word should be second. Yeah. But, yes, um, I depended on Google to to do that for me, and it fucked up the translation. Um, And then I had someone nitpick me and point it out. Um, but it was too late. I already yeah, had art. It's, yeah, Done deal. And, and it's gonna stay. Yeah, it's gonna stay. You know, it's um. I I rely on because my my nano has a lot of Latin in it. I don't speak Latin. Um, mm-mm. I mm-mm, no, not a hope. Mm-mm. I put in how I want to 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 be and. You know, if I have to do it word by word, because apparently Latin doesn't have soulmate, so I had to pick a word for soul, and I had to pick a word for mate, and I got what I got. And Sometimes so well. I want to put a disclaimer on my fix saying all translations by Google. If you don't like it, complain to Google. Amen. Because <laughs> I have no fucks Jesus. to give. <laughs> oh. I literally do not have any fucks to give on this issue. I, I really don't. Yeah. Um uh, but yeah. 
I just don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. if I say it wrong. I especially don't care if I say Harry Potter terms wrong. And I guess it's because I hate the movies. Even though I only ever watched 30 minutes of the first one, I was so disappointed that I turned it off. And um, The visuals are great. That That's helpful. The best part about that line, Chris says that her, that I have no shits to give is now famous at her workplace. Um, during actually, I think uh, it's I have no fucks to give, but whatever. Whatever. Um, I said shits when I said it just a few minutes ago. Uh, okay. That I had no shits to give. Um, <clears throat> but I um, I <laughs> I was at my sister's house and my brother-in-law was. Being an asshole because he's that, that's pretty much his mm-hmm. default setting. Which you know, in his defense, if you're not an asshole, um, it's pretty difficult to survive my family. And um, mm-hmm. he he said something. I said, "Hold on a minute." I started patting my hand, uh, patting my pockets, and I looked in my purse. And he said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm looking for my give a fuck." Oh, that's right. I don't have one. And my sister. <laughs> My sister, she she had to get up and leave the room. Yeah. I can't say as I blame her. I don't know why they couldn't have put green contacts in that kid's eyes. I don't understand. R- Rowan says that um, she doesn't, that yeah. Harry had green eyes, and that was when I really for the movie. I think that Daniel Radcliffe was a very good um, choice um, as a child to play Harry Potter because he mm-hmm. very much matched the book as far as the illustration the illustrations go and the description, except for um, the, hair. Except for the eyes. Um, and yeah. I don't think any human being could have done the hair. I mean, they would have had to do some serious work, maybe even damaged his natural hair to give him the hair that Harry Potter had I don't know. in the book. I mean, we, we could have, we could or have a wig, a maybe, of, and that would have looked terrible. Well, um, I'm thinking, you know, Joe Flanagan has that, that hair. You know, this is part yeah, of the reason Joe why Joe Flanagan is a little too a... old to play Harry Potter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But At least the 10-year-old version the... of him, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but you you've seen the the ones where he's he's commenting about how his hair reacted when somebody basically shellacked his head and it still all the cowlicks went wild. <laughs> and that was So, yeah, I else. think they did a very good job of um now, Lucas is saying that Radcliffe couldn't target the contacts in his eyes. That that does happen. Um they could have also mm-hmm. done it CGI. They could have put it in after the fact. I mean, they are oh, put all that money on the movie. Why not? Although mm-hmm. it reminds me of um, Dune and how badly that was done. Time. <clears throat> We're done with 30 seconds. You guys have a good evening. I can't guarantee I won't be sick and miserable and rambling next week, too. Have a good fucking weekend, bitches. Bye-bye. Shut up and sit down. Seven billion humans on Earth can't all like the same drink. That's why Circle K has Polar Pop and Froster. 
Pick your flavors and make that one in seven billion mix just right for you. Polar Pop and Froster, just 79 cents each at Circle K. Limited time only at participating locations. 500 vehicles to sell, 500 ways to save. One month only at Vilpenny Mitsubishi during Mega Memorial Month. Now through May 31st, we will accept your credit application. A $200 down payment and a $350 a week paycheck can get you a new Mitsubishi. Don't forget, every new vehicle comes with our 10-year unlimited warranty. You can win 5000 with our 5K test drive giveaway. Visit VilpennyMitsubishi.com to qualify. Buyers on a free credit. Warranty valid through 10th year of ownership on new vehicles only. One entry per household per month. Must be 21 with valid driver's license and insurance. See dealer for details.